0: Coming to NBC this fall... Biodome. Starring Polly Shore as Squirrel and Stephen Baldwin as Stubbs. Biodome. Seven humans enter. Zero can escape. No escape. Presenting 26 heart-pounding episodes. With a mid-season finale that'll make you ask yourself, why did I ever waste 13 hours of my life watching half of this freaking show? (laughs) Biodome! Because you can't save the world by yourself. Hey guys, welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a very special Song of the Week segment this week. It's from a band that producer Phil and I think are awesome. It's a repeat offender on this segment. It's a band called Spoken. Uh, it's a song from the album Nine. It's the Roman numeral nine. One and an X, that is. And the song is This Is Not The End. Here it is. Spoken. This is not the end. Double bass. Really good, man. Yeah, they're coming locally, for one. They're, they're around somewhere. They tour. Yeah, if you, live,
1: of, if you live in the Springfield area, these guys are coming soon. Like, we're talking a month from now.
0: Uh, they're going to be a Nixa May the 10th
1: I love that kind of time. Mm-hmm. So good We're doing a little bit of a new music digest
0: when <laughs> of Aaron's other shows Talking over the music You know it they are on, um, you got to go to their website. Spokenmusic.com. Uh, go to their Twitter. i got to find it. Sorry. I prepped it and then I didn't prep it.
1: I'm going to find my favorite part of the song. Do it, man. I'm going to skip. This breakdown is so good.
0: Spoken official is their Twitter. Uh, and then, um, their Facebook is, oh, should have had that right in front of me, right in, in front of me. Spoken's Facebook is spoken. It is. They're spoken. And they're, it's at spoken. Wow. <laughs> you want to find them on Facebook? Go to at spoken. Very um, that was very anticlimactic. That was very anticlimactic. Um, they're uh like I said there it is. So check them out. spokenmusic.com. Uh they're coming to somewhere around you cuz they're on tour right now. And it's awesome. So anyway, um do it to it. So there it is. Song of the week. Did I mention this podcast does movies? Oh, yeah. Did it's, I ever mention that to you? It's been a while since we've done one. Well, um <laughs> this podcast does movies and it's the Horrible Movie Podcast. And I don't know about you, uh, if you would think this movie is horrible, but this week's movie is Biodome, uh, which is, uh, as you heard to intro of the show, the show, NBC's bringing Biodome to its network. Dude, I can't wait for 26 that. 26 so of all episodes of action. It's an action show now on the on NBC. It's weird how they, Hollywood does that, Well they'll take, you know, Biodome as a movie is supposed to be a comedy, but apparently this TV show is action. You it know what, sounds like an action you show. You
1: know what I heard they're doing? So each episode each season is twenty six episodes. Each episode represents one day and they're gonna be in the biodome for three hundred and sixty five <laughs> days. So you know you're gonna be in for at least uh, what, fourteen seasons? I
0: should have put that in the trailer. When, they, when whoever designed that trailer should have thought who should have thought about that? Because that would have been awesome. Anyway. Dude,
1: I, I nailed it. 14 times 26 is 364. Oh,
0: months. man. Can't you see 14 <laughs> seasons worth of Biodome, <laughs> the TV series? Who, who wouldn't
1: want to see that? Who wouldn't want That's more. what NBC's banking on. Good. It's,
0: it's God,
1: goo. It starts in 2018 and ends in 2032. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Biodome. Anyway, so uh, Philip yes, is your name. name. Your name's Phil. Yep. Um we're gonna talk about Biodome. It is time, my friend. Uh, time for some deets. The details of the movie. Biodome. Directed by Jason Bloom. His first his first is his directorial debut. And he went a great debut. He's lucky he got another one after that. <laughs> um, produced by Bradley Jenkel and Brad Cravoy. Uh, story by Adam Leff. Uh, starring Polly Shore that's Mitzi Shore's son Mitzi Shore we talked about this in the pre-show Mitzi Shore uh, ran the comedy store in LA a lot of people got their start at the comedy store Jerry Seinfeld Pauly Shore Polly Shore <laughs> um, Gary Shandling San- Gary all those guys got their start there um, Stephen Baldwin famous for being a Baldwin um, yeah one of the many Baldwins um, is he famous for any other movie yeah, he's in other stuff. I just can't think of anything right now. Um, the Usual Suspects. Yeah, which is a good movie. That's actually his probably his best movie. Yeah, William Atherton plays the doctor. He's actually kind of entertaining in this movie to me. Um, <laughs> Joey Adams plays Paula Shore's girlfriend. Kylie Minogue plays um, the one of the fe- the female love interest uh, in the biodome. She's famous. Jack Black is in this. Well, she's
1: famous as a singer. Yeah, she's big time. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Black is in this movie, along with Kyle Gass.
1: um, Also known as a singer, Jack Black. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Kylie Minogue did the, uh, Can't get you out of my head. Boy, your love is all I think
0: about. Maybe. I don't know. I have to play it. I'm not sure if I can. I don't really listen to rap. Um, It's not right. Okay. Um, Release date, um, January 12th, 1996. We were juniors in high school. We were. Um, Luckily, only a 95-minute running time, so it wasn't just complete death. And then uh, budget, uh, $15 million. And box office, (laughs) $13.4 million. It lost money. lost $1.6 million, allegedly. Not that anyone even pays any attention to those numbers. You know, you know, you know, or you know. Um, so, do you want to try to do 30 seconds synopsis do you want me to try to do it? Yeah, I'm always happy to do okay. it. Okay. Well, let's see you do a 30-second-noto a synopsis. You know what the consequence for not getting the 30 seconds synopsis done in 30 seconds is this time, right?
1: I- I'm sure I'm going to have to be somewhere for 365 days. Well,
0: you would initially was going to be inside of Biodome for 365 days. But now what's going to happen is you have to watch... The entire series of Biodome, the show. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. 30 seconds synopsis Biodome, Poly Shore's nightmares. Bye bye. Go. <laughs>
1: okay, so um, Bud and Doyle are two complete um, knockoffs that uh, want to impress their girlfriends, um, saying that they want to be very about the world, Earth Day, and stuff like that. Um, they um, get lost, I guess, at some point, or they get tricked into going somewhere. Uh, On their way back, they stop at a mall, they think is a mall. They get uh, trapped into this actual biodome, and they are forced to live there for 365 days. Eventually, they end up actually kind of wreaking havoc, but then they try to save the day at the end.
0: Biodome. Yep, that was it. Great work.
1: Yeah, really I left a couple things out. I think the the main <coughs> plot points are how they got there, what they started doing when they were there, including the party scene, mm-hmm. and then fixing it at the end. Those are the three acts.
0: So on Box Office Mojo, let's just go over this real quick um, before we go to break. Um, I will say this. All-time domestic ranking. This is the 4,098th highest uh, domestic grossing movie. Out of all movies of all time, allegedly four thousand movies that did better. Four thousand ninety-eight movies that did better. Wow. Um, out of the out of the environmentalist genre, this is the (laughs) twenty-fifth. This is the this is considered the twenty-fifth best environmentalist genre movie. I have no idea where that genre comes from. I reject that. Um, Widest release was uh, it was it it was released in one thousand five hundred and ten theaters. Uh, number nine ranking opening weekend. That was opening weekend. And an average $3,000 uh, $3, per theater that was released in. Yeah, pretty yeah, wide release. Pretty cool. Um, as far as, i said for the year of 1996, it was the 107th highest grossing movie of, of 1996. That's got to be low, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's
1: maybe only a couple hundred movies, mainstream movies, that come out every year nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that number was even lower back then, right?
0: I'll go to, I'll go to the uh, what, that year in general and just tell you exactly where I we're I feel at. like there are just more movies
1: coming out every weekend now than there were back then. I uh, bet there was I I don't know. Um, number
0: one movie of 1996, what was it? Speed? Independence Day, number two. Twister. Oh, of course, yeah. Just to give you a deep cut. And then Mission Impossible, the first Mission Impossible, and Jerry Maguire. What? Whoa, Look at, man, but Tom Cruise was totally ranking up. And then, like we said, all the, and The Rock came out that year as well, 1996.
1: I said Speed, but I think Speed was maybe 95. The Rock. Or 94.
0: My wife was the prom queen, <laughs> which is true. Um, all right, so check it out. When we come back, we're going to talk more. Bio Dome, you got a biodome, dudes. Go bug it. we're back. Um, biodome.
1: By the way, if you are in the Springfield, well, I, actually, even if you're not in the Springfield area, uh, Biodome is coming to your Alamo near you. Who, um, who, who came up with that idea? Why, why do they do that? I don't know. It's a, it's, they do it on Tuesday nights, I think. And I is think it it's free. It's to g- get more traffic. I mean, nobody goes to the theater on Tuesday night. Are they paying money to see Biodome in the theater? Yes. You can purchase your tickets online. Oh, fine. At, at, at alamo.com Don't give them a, No,
0: we're not doing an ad for them right now. What? Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm
1: dead serious. Uh, drafthouse.com. What? Yeah. Um, Alamo Drafthouse. And it's not just the Springfield area. It's coming to the Springfield area on April 24th. I don't understand. But yeah, you can purchase tickets for the 730 Wait, showing. No, you're
0: telling me then Stephen Bowen and Paul Ashmore will be there, right? Uh, no. Oh my I don't think so. gosh! This is egregious. Yeah, I think
1: it's a full price ticket. Why though? I don't. I, I don't know. Oh. I mean, I can see it for other movies, like um, you know, uh, Rocky Horror Picture. You know, like no, like it's the, a cult the, thing. The other cult thing, The Room was that way. Yeah, but the Biodome is not a cult classic. No, nobody Make, thinks that. Weird. Anyway, April twenty fourth, Tuesday night this month, coming up in two weeks or whatever, seven thirty p.m. You can get your tickets and go see this with a whole bunch of other.
0: Okay, so they're trying to – okay, so the, here's the plot for Biodome. Wow, I can't believe this. Anyway, so Bud Squirrel McIntosh and Doyle Stubbs Johnson um, are cool guys in a cool time in the 90s because all – they were all these, like, cool guys. Cool guys, like the Californians or something. They're not <laughs> even cool like that. And they're just, just ridiculous, right? They've got these two girlfriends that are not ugly. I'm just gonna say that I'm yeah. not gonna make any misogynist talk. But these are not ugly girls. I think a couple of the actresses were actually models, like in real life. And stuff. How, in real life,
1: dudes like this <laughs> do not get do girls. not have girls that <laughs> are this. I'm just saying this is attractive. In the first five minutes, your suspension of a disbelief is already in full gear. Like yes. there's
0: no way this is happening. They, what's the, <laughs> the term? They outkick their coverage. These guys out way <laughs> way outkick their coverage. It's like how how's how's that possible? Anyway, it's a movie, Jack, so suspend your disbelief. So they are um, trying to get out of having to go to this environmental party. Um and Squirrel hits Stubbs in the head with looks like a world book encyclopedia or something because there's this big world book insignia on um Stubbs forehead. To get out of it. They, to get out of it. Yeah. They go and then the but boy But he blames
1: it on the the Huge fish that's on the wall, or something like that. Yeah, the fish came down, dude, and it hit me in the head, dude. By the way, in the first five minutes of this movie, you know exactly what the
0: comedy is going to be like you know, for the,
1: the entire film.
0: The worst. I'm going to say this it's this movie itself. I, I, I did not. My son kept looking over, trying to figure out what I was watching. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't think you can really watch this one. It's called Biodome, is what I said. And he looked over at one point, and there was, it, it's not like so egregious that you're like, how dare this human let his kids watch this? His kid watch this because he really didn't watch it. But trust me, he was just like he wasn't even interested in this. No. And he goes, uh, he goes. It's more like biodome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, kudos to him, man. That's, yeah, so that's a, good, that's a good joke. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, so they, they thank you, thank you. It's not biodome. It's biodome. Um, they um end up going. They stop off. They they try to follow. They're girlfriends. Um, they call from a payphone. The girls are like, they, we don't want anything to do with you. We want to celebrate Earth Day with our friends. We, we want to celebrate Earth Day with people that really want to celebrate Earth Day the right way. Which we all do, Phil. Do you? Sure. I do. I, mean, I just want it. I want Earth Day to be celebrated, dude. And we're going to do it the right way, not like Paul Shore wants to do, just by, you know, crude and jokes. But Paul Shore, <laughs> on the way back from trying to chase their girls... By the way,
1: when we first started, oh, when I first started watching this movie, I was like, "I wonder if Jack's going to hate this movie because he he hates like the fern of the of the world, the no, avatars I, of the world." No, this
0: doesn't even have anything to do with that. Because
1: <laughs> the, the first three minutes of the movie is is uh, it's a total acid trip. Um, opening credits, by the way, which go yeah. on which go on for almost three minutes. By the way, it was like two minutes and forty kills seconds. Time. Yeah, uh, so about two and a half minutes of opening credits. So is yet- just like the the we have trash the world around us like we've like humans are to blame for everything we are (laughs) everything
0: it's all of our fault yeah yeah everything is our fault
1: um but uh after that you you know you can tell like you were talking about how it's an environmentalist film it's not an environmentalist film. which
0: phil phil's (laughs) illusion understand folks phil talked about fern gully talked about avatar i am not at all for polluting the world i don't think that way do I think I that saw you throw trash? Do on the street? On do the way I? In here? Do I think that some people over overreact sometimes? Yes. Come on, come on. Yes, of course they do. In our lives, people overreact, right? So between, so somewhere between the overreaction and the underreaction, in the middle is the truth. Yeah. So maybe that's what we should focus on, not going. Yes, of course, pour oil in straight into a seagull's mouth. That's. I'm not saying do that. Just open its beak and just pour motor oil. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm that. also not saying that we all have to go back and just ride in rickshaws and get rid of cars because we are killing, you know, all the all the uh, seals. I'm not saying that. Here's what you need to know. Or polar bear
1: cubs. Here's here's what you need to know about everything you just said in regards <laughs> to this movie. This movie has nothing to say about anything that you just. No, said.
0: No, it doesn't. It just, the biodome itself is just a. Uh, modus operandi, or yeah. it's just a—it's just a MacGuffin device, yeah—to get these guys in stupid situations, yeah, and yeah. And, it, and it works,
1: yeah. That, that basically, when they were writing this movie, it was probably, invariably written by Polly Shore or someone that knows Polly Shore, but <laughs> it's um, perfect for Polly. <laughs> but um, I mean, it is just a set piece to to put them in this funny—I mean, supposed to be funny situation, alleged. Um, but uh, yeah, th- this movie doesn't care about the environment, uh,
0: and you can see that by all the things that they do in the movie. They um are driving back after trying to chase their girls and they end up at what they think is a mall. Which is not. They go to this they think it's a ribbon cutting ceremony for this mall. Oh my gosh. And they're cutting the ribbon, and it's this guy's lifelong dream to um run the biodome. There's a scientist named Noah Faulkner. Um, and he's gonna put his team in there for a year. Uh they uh, there's a big investor named Doctor Leakey, who's in a bunch of movies. Blonde-haired guy or mm-hmm. white-haired guy. You know who
1: he, what he's in? That I know him from is Boston Legal. He's in all five seasons. And he
0: was also in um, Blues Brothers. He's in the Blues Brothers movie as like a.
1: And he's funny, by the way. Yeah. Like he's not funny in this movie because of the lines he was given. Yes. But. Yeah,
0: he has a comic He has a sense of com- you know his com- comic relief. He has a a comedy sense about him. So anyway, they think they're getting in. They think they're going to get in ahead of these people, right? Right. He has to pee is basically the – like, he has to really, really,
1: really go. And yeah. so they actually, like, sneak in somehow, and they – They in. throw
0: these fireworks out, yeah, and everyone thinks right. the shot, shoot, <laughs> shots being fired, and yeah. they just sneak into the biodome. That door. was
1: the only part that I kind of smiled at. I didn't laugh. But I was just like, oh, that's The cool. coconut that, bombs at the end you didn't no, – kind of <laughs> kind of clever. Um, but, yeah, and they they find what they think is a restroom is actually a waterfall. Like, who pees – who thinks that that's the, the – fancy restroom in the uh, mall is, is a actual waterfall like ca- fa- like cascading over rocks like and he, he just like zips it down and and stand up pees right in front of the waterfall this hurts me yeah it's in this movie's hard to watch because it seems like that it hurts
0: me um so anyway they get in there then they all get sealed in there for a year 365 days and then it finally comes to these people's uh understanding that well these guys are stuck in here with us which okay Answer me this. Yeah. Why in the world can they not just open the door
1: minutes after they closed it? I don't know. Like it just starts the timer from 365 from like, you know, a half hour later. Do
0: you want to save the planet, Phil? The rule is, if we want to save the planet, it will be closed for a 365 days and we're not going to we're not going to change the rules. Can we do 365
1: days from 12:30? We can't change the rules. Instead of 12? Why do you want to change the rules? Well, I'm just saying 12 thirty. Twelve to twelve nope. thirty is only
0: nope. a half an hour difference. These people made their way in there. We're going to treat them now like they're part of the biome, <laughs> part of the biosphere, and we're going to make it happen. We had rations for five people. We're going to make it make do for seven now, and two of which are to the dumbest people you're ever going to meet. <laughs> uh,
1: there's a little bit of dumb and dumber in in the way that they act and yes. the, and and talk to each other. They um in the same way that. That Jim Carrey, like those those guys, would like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Jeff Daniels. Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Sorry. Would like beat up on each other, and like they have this like they they really love each other, but at the same time they're also kind of ribbing each other all the time. Yeah. You kind of see that a little bit from here, um, in this movie, maybe inspired by Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber might have come out later. Yeah. No, no, it came out before this movie. Yeah. So I, it was definitely inspired by movies like that, but um, they um like there's just there's all, so many things that in the i know i know you're supposed to take this as a comedy just a, a oh, slapstick feel, feel good have have it's fun more, with movie. Um, but like there's nothing that makes sense about it like give me something to hang my hat on this like okay th- i can i can understand how they got into this scenario and they can't leave these guys are junior college students like they're in the middle of the semester going to college and they're just i guess not going to finish that semester and just live the rest of their year this next 365 days in the bio- biodome it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. Like the setup for this movie makes no sense. Like any other movie I've ever seen.
0: I um, I think that um, it's almost three Stooges like comedy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost three Stooges like. Yeah. So.
1: And I found one review where he was talking about that. Like, there's some, um, um, uh, he was referencing how like a lot of the stupid humor kind of comes from the Stooges a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
0: Um, so anyway, they're locked in the biodome and they have to they have got to um they've got to find a way to make it with these uh these fun folks uh in there. Uh the hilarity really at this point just ensues. Like I the only way I can describe this is the hilarity ensues.
1: Did you laugh?
0: Um no. I did not laugh for this movie at all. There was not there was not one time other than you know what rewind though, the maniacal doctor. I did think he was funny at times.
1: The the kind of wiry he one. He plays the
0: straight straight guy in it because he plays the doctor yeah. what, whatever his name is not Leaky but the other one the main the main doctor Noah whatever his name is. Um Dr oh, I have got it in front of me here. I can't find it. Noah Faulkner. He plays the straight guy William Atherton is the actor.
1: Okay. The guy that becomes the bad guy at the end. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he he had some funny facial expressions and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, I think that they, basically when I say the hilarity and serious folks, I'm telling you, it's just hijinks of they get and they swim around in the biodome pool. They swim around and they get banished to the desert at one point.
1: It's really hard to talk about this movie. Plot's a plot because there is not an actual plot. Like that underlines, anything that happens in the movie, most of the things that happen that, the, the actual plot points in the movie, which there are none, are basically just set up to put them in a scenario where they can just goof off for a, a few minutes. Like, they goof off in the tent, then they goof off in the building, then they goof off in the desert, then they goof off in the forest. Like, it's it's literally the same setup all movie long. And right. Nothing ever really happens until the last half hour of the film.
0: Well, and that's because, so Paula Shore and, uh, what's his face, uh, Stephen Baldwin, they break out. Okay. They break out, and they go get right. some pizza. This, this
1: impenetrable fortress of a biodome, uh, it can can be escaped just by turning a key in one of the windows in the back.
0: Yeah. And so they, they <laughs> lay leap out, um, and they want to have a better Earth Day party than these frat guys that their girlfriends have went to Arizona Tech, which is not a real place. But they go to Arizona Tech to um, uh, go to this big Earth Day party, that Jack Black and Kyle Gass are playing at, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, uh, Tenacious D. Uh, this may be their first. Uh, this may be their first performance.
1: They're in the movie for maybe eight seconds, seven or eight seconds. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so then, um, anyway,
1: so, so they basically invite all the frat guys and all the partiers from the local college over to the biodome. Like they're they're like, well, where where can we hold this epic party that's going to be cooler than anything else? Well. Well, hold in the biodome, inside the biodome. Right. It's like, okay, that's the only only way, only way, place that this movie could have gone
0: at this point. Yeah. Um, so they have it in the biodome, and it's cool. This makes the doctor guy go crazy, and he just goes off the map and ends up hiding out. How long are they in the biodome th- at this point uh, for the rest of the journey to make it? Not,
1: not long, because they don't have a lot of time to turn it around. They, so they're, they're,
0: they're trying basically... to get back to 100%... Um, uh, <laughs> Bi- f- biocarbon uh, neutral. Yeah. Basically. They're
1: at like 0% when they start and they have to get up to 100. But like they- <laughs> Because they've trashed it. Well, the they're thing having a party. Is, they've trashed it so bad that they're having. The biodome is like this perfect, uh, it's supposed to be like a perfect environment, like a 100% perfect environment. Like if you were going to uh, terraform a planet or something like that, it would look like this. It's like everything is set perfectly with like all the exact equations just exactly lined up. And then they throw this party and they have like cigarettes and beer cans and like, you know, they're doing all kinds of things and they're like half of them wake up at like six o'clock in the morning the next day drunk, Yeah, like lying in the, in the lake or pool or whatever they had there. And so like you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to assume that because they left the window open and had all this stuff that they basically, you know, tanked the entire scientific experiment.
0: Um, so they then, they have to work very hard. They dance to the safety dance, um, by, is that men with, ha- who is the men with hats? It's not men with hats. Who does safety dance? I uh, I don't remember. You can dance if you want to, you can leave your friends behind. But if you don't dance, then never don't dance, then no. Yep, men without hats. That's who sings it. Call- the, yep. Uh, what a great video. Um, there's check, some good, check that out. There's some good songs in this. Yeah, the soundtrack's not horrible. Um, so they have to clean it up. They um, had trash. Just another so cleaning it up. The doctor uh, becomes the evil villain of it, of it because he has got to. Uh, he makes these coconut bombs um, that he's going to blow the place up with. Of course, which is so lame, totally lame. And anyway, so they end up fighting him off enough to get to 100% carbon neutral uh, by the very final day for the 365th day because they've got to do it. They, they mentioned the word homeostasis like five times. Homeostasis, <laughs> dude. Probably sure we'll do some things. Whether you're just like. Oh, man. Help oh, me a Help me me love the pizza, dude. <laughs> oh. His voice, man. I yeah. I just
1: don't know. I don't know any. I've never talked to anyone that's like, man, I I really love the way he talks. Like, it really makes me laugh. It's like, no. It's He is universally hated for his voice. I Absolutely. Him and Carrot Top.
0: <laughs> yeah. Carrot Top is somehow worse than Polish Shore. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think that way? <laughs> yeah. Dustin Diamond, Screech, Polish Shore. Mm-hmm. And carrot top of yeah. those three, who who do we think's worse?
1: Uh, I maybe just be recency, but I, I hate Polly. I can't listen to Polly Shore. It's, it's <laughs> there and I and I mean that Phil's new podcast is called <laughs> "I Hate Polly Shore." <laughs> I, I mean that in a in a just a you know a general sense, but I also mean that specifically like there are moments where I don't understand what he's saying. Like I I can't comprehend the lines that are being spoken on screen. Did you ever like? And watch. I I watched. I turned subtitles on at the very end, but like the first 10, 10 or fifteen minutes, it took me a while to adjust to his manner of speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. And the speed of his speaking. Very so odd. He talks really fast and and slurs mm-hmm. a lot. And Stephen Baldwin mimics him. Yeah. And their their whole like ten seconds here, five seconds there, little sections where I was like, I have no idea what was just said.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you find it weird that they they didn't really have um they had those girls in the biodome. I thought that they were going to become like their girlfriends or something, and then the other girls would, you know, not—they would just fade off in the distance or something. But they didn't do that with those girls in the biodome. <laughs> they were just scientists, and in the end, they're like, "See you guys later. See you, see you, friends. Okay, bye." And then um, their girlfriends were like, "You're not going to talk to them anymore. We, we love you." And at the, the end, and then there was one big coconut bomb at the end, I guess. But and the doctor escaped, so you got to think. Maybe there's time for a sequel. No, no. Okay. Anyway, so there it is. Purple sticky punch. Um, <laughs> they say
1: that I no. looked it up in the in the uh, subtitle uh, file that I found, but um, they say pr- the phrase "purple sticky punch." I thought it was punch at first, but it's punch. It's what P- is that? P o n g e. It's a reference for um, marijuana. Ridiculous. Like there's there's so many like dumb
0: oh yeah drug references. and references yeah. You know, set sensual innuendo, if you will. <laughs> um, so anyway, there it is. Um, well, and the, and the villain, like... I, we got got to wrap this up here in a
1: second, but, like, the villain is not introduced. You don't even know that he's the villain of the story until 15,
0: oh, late. Fi- 15 minutes. I he has say, to go around. out on the lamb and be away from them and grow a beard and come <laughs> yeah. back and be the crazy mad doctor.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I, it, I, it felt like a, just a complete turnaround at the end just for no reason, except that's just how they had, had to end the movie.
0: <laughs> when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, rating this movie and with some goods and bads and talk about what you've been into lately. Be right, back. Well, um, let's talk about um, the goods and bads of this movie. There's surely got to be one good, Phil.
1: I kind of already mentioned this, but um, uh, I like a lot of the songs in the soundtrack. Like, they're not necessarily all the songs that I would have picked, but, I mean, you got to keep in mind this movie came out more than 20 it years dah, ago. Was
0: da-da-da in this one? Da-da-da. H褥- I don't remember that, that one. I feel like there, that that... It might have been. Anyway was that song it could have been something that sounded a lot like it and then just wasn't
1: i here's the here's the negative side of that of that statement is the movie needed it like there were (laughs) there were definitely moments where i was just like you got to throw something my way that's somewhat entertaining because i'm i am starting to check out mentally right Um, right and so like a like a cool song would kick in they start like running through the forest or whatever half naked yeah and (laughs) (laughs) and i would be like you know what I hate the scene. I love this song, mm-hmm. so at least that kind of, you know, puts a smile on my face.
0: Um, man, good. <laughs> <Grud. laughs> That's bad. So um, stuck in the middle with you. Have it bads. That was. That was I one of the I'll tell you it. what. I tell you my one good. My one good as the doctor character because he was kind of whimsical and kind of funny at a little bit. You know, just a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks.
1: Um, I got a couple other small goods. Go ahead. I, it's really hard Soundtrack to pull. was okay. It's, it's hard to pull out really any goods on this one, to be honest. I know we say that a lot, but like it's legitimate here. Um, uh, it did. This is not actually, I guess, a huge good about the movie itself, but uh, it did kind of bring back some of my nineties nostalgia watching it. I don't know if it, it did that for you. Like watching this movie made and released in the 1995, 1996 era was like prime time for us. Like we were in the middle of high school. And so watching that movie kind of took me back to some of the, the antics and stuff that yeah, people. Yeah, but
0: man, so lame. It like, is I was really like, lame.
1: But like, so just some of the verbiage that they use and the slang and stuff like that. I was like, I remember the nineties, right? And that crap. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> there there is. There, there are a hundred other films that I would recommend watching <laughs> besides this one well, for nineties nostalgia. It's, it's
0: grunge, but it's
1: also not grunge, so it's like this. There is a lot of grunge culture in this movie, though. But like, there's,
0: but it's not wholesale grunge. It's not like all no. like it's like California with the early nineties California stuff. But that that makes sense for Paulie Shore because that would be the era that he maybe was around there's, in some.
1: So okay, the the only other I forgot to say this when we were talking about other movies that were clearly and inspiring this film uh bill and ted i think is one of them oh my gosh yes and there's a moment towards the beginning of the movie it's when they first enter the biodome and they're talking to the main doctor
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (coughs) the scientist guy um uh they they're like talking about how they want to or every time i don't know something comes to their mind whatever and they think of like this awesome bass riff whatever and they do the bill and ted thing like there's actual on the sound, on, <laughs> yeah, like he does like this like air bass or whatever, and you actually hear this like like you know bass riff or whatever. Oh I was like, dude, that is straight up straight build head,
0: which we've done bogus journey on this podcast. Yeah,
1: before. um, but yeah, they, there's a it's definitely inspired by like that grunge rock culture of the nineties.
0: So. Um, is there any way to fix this movie? If we were gonna say fix this movie, is there any way to fix it? If we change the actors out, I, if it wasn't Paulie Shore, you absolutely
1: would have to replace. Uh, at least Polly Shore, maybe even Stephen Baldwin as well. I haven't seen Stephen Baldwin in a lot, of, a lot else. And what I have seen him in have been serious roles. Could, so could you,
0: could you fit? Um, I would say probably both of them need to go. Jim Carrey is in this movie. How is it different than what Pauly Shore does? Better physical comedy. Yes, definitely. But
1: Polly Shore doesn't have hardly any. There's the one physical comedy moment that he had, and it wasn't funny. Was when he was trying to do yoga in front of that girl, and he was like li- lying down on the ground, and he was like. Flipping his legs everywhere and like yeah. pulling them back and stretching them and stuff like that. But that's not that's not funny comedy. Like Jim Carrey can do stuff with his mouth or his face.
0: The fly paper that they get stuck
1: to. Yeah, kind
0: of. Now, I, I noticed this, and this is maybe for the bad, um, the stunt man they had for Polishore, I froze it. And really? it looks nothing like Pologne. Really? I didn't know Like I it, it. it is like a blatant wig that looks like a wig and it's like <laughs> different body type and like weird. Wow. Like it was just like what am I watching? This is horrible. <laughs> Which makes sense for that we have it on the show. Um, overall bads, I, I, like I said, I, I'm i thinking of who you could get to fix this. I mean, Dumb and Dumber in, in, dumb dumb inside the biodome might be a better fit. But even then, you would get the same shtick. That's what they're... The, the, do they make
1: how, movies how, like this now? How versatile can a movie like this really be? I mean, the entire movie takes place in literally one set. Like there's a couple sets or set pieces in their apartment at the beginning of the movie or on campus, college campus, literally the the rest of the movie takes place or like that, his girlfriend's house or whatever. These are all very small set pieces. Like 90% of the movie takes place in this one inside enclosed. That's the plot of the movie, the basis for the movie. So how, what can you really do? That's really comedic. Everything is contained inside of this. It's a really terrible idea for a comedy movie in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's rate this movie. We talked about, um, uh, box office mojo. We talked about Rotten Tomatoes. Tell us, tell the folks a little bit about your Rotten Tomatoes uh, research on this. Well, movie.
1: Then, yeah, okay. So Rotten Tomatoes is a uh one one percent I think or four percent. I can't remember what it is. Metacritic is a one percent, which. So let me explain, if, if people don't know, Rotten Tomatoes is binary. So it's, are you above 50% on the movie or are you below 50% on the movie? And if you're at, you know, you, if you give it a 52 out of 100, you're positive. If you're 48 out of 100, you're negative on the movie. And it just totals all those up. Metacritic is actual, like, aggregated, av- averaged scores. So if I give it a three out of, or let's say I give it a two out of five and you give it a four out of five, Metacritic would say, collectively, everyone gave it a collective three out of five. Well, Metacritic, the the percentage is 1%, which means that everyone had to give it at 0%, except for like one guy that gave it 10% or whatever, you know what I mean? And there's, a um, Biodome shares a 1% Metacritic score with only six other films in film history. Wow. Uh, And all six of those other movies, I forget where I I read that, I'd pull it up, but... If I read to you the names of those six movies, I'll bet you you probably don't know any of them or you might know one of them. Like these are movies that are like unheard of. So, yeah, Biodome as far as reviews, critic reviews goes, is one of the worst in history. Woof. Yeah.
0: Woof woof. Yeah. Um
1: I I think I think honestly I'll i I'll a couple other things yeah, go ahead. about the movie, um the way it treats women like, and I know we've we've said this kind of thing up for a couple other movies, but we haven't said it in a while. That the way that it treat, and again, it's '90s, or whatever. You can kind of not forgive, but like you can't kind of understand it because of the time period that it came out. Mm-hmm. But man, I, it is unbelievable to me in, the, in a '90s feminist culture that they were able to successfully release this movie to theaters because half the time, the girlfriends are just like, you know, um, not not listened to not cared about whatever the guys rule the world um the the girls are just eye candy to be looked at um they're they're constantly talking about like sexually objectifying them throughout the film like it's unbelievable to me like i don't think this movie could be made nowadays even even more removed from the 90s well
0: it's been moved it's been made um just the slapstick kind of ridiculousness of like Dude, where's my car? And things like movies like that, where you're just like, uh,
1: that's a bygone era. Like I don't, yeah. I really don't feel like. Dumb and Dumber tried to do it, yeah. a, a few years ago and failed. Like that movie, Dumb and Dumber Two or TTO, T- yes. o- right? Mm-hmm. Um, that movie did not do well in the box office. I, I just don't think um, audiences are looking for that kind of thing anymore.
0: Yeah, I guess I I'm not a big fan of that type of humor, and I wasn't back then, and um, it's kind of weighed out that no one wants to watch that.
1: The other thing that that is just totally like I don't see how it could appeal to anyone but there's a lot of like poop and like scatological type humor humor. yeah it's um the movie just kind of feels like one big body fluid joke like from beginning to end so so gross yeah (laughs) so Um,
0: gross and, and just
1: dumb humor like stuff that no one has ever thought of before because it's just not funny like um there's a part where they're um uh, they confuse the Spider Man theme song and the Iron Man, like Iron Man by Black Sabbath, sounds nothing like a theme song for any show. But uh, the Spider Man thing, like Spider Man, Spider Man, but they change the words and they go Iron Man, Iron, Iron Man, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, uh, who told you, Pauly Shore? Who told you that that was going to be funny? He maybe did. Think he ad libbed it? I think a lot of this movie was ad libbed by him. That's sad. Yeah,
0: that's sad that he's that bad at ad libbing. Um. Well, very cool. Very cool. Um, can we rate this movie? Sure. What do you think? Scale of one being pretty bad to five being the worst thing you can imagine. Would you pay money to watch this in theater? No. Um, that's got to put it at a four already.
1: Yeah, at least a four. I'm, I'm really toying with the idea of five. I, I, I don't watch all the movies for this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Just putting that out there, but I just don't have time. But um, I probably watch about a third of the movies that we do on the show. And of all the movies that we've done on the show, probably about 30 or 40 movies. Mm -hmm. um, This is probably the one I want to watch the least right now. Yeah, And I'm not saying it's, I I, I haven't seen everything. So if you haven't
0: seen this movie and you've spent nearly an hour now listening to me talk (laughs) talk about this, um, know that you don't have to watch this movie. No, you don't. Don't feel bad if you don't watch this movie. You're missing nothing. You're missing nothing.
1: I think I might watch The Last Airbender before I watch this one again.
0: <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. But you like that content more, too. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. There's at least something to watch visually in that movie, but there's literally nothing. Like, as you're watching <laughs> this movie, you're, like, literally trying to say, like, what can I grasp onto right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm drowning watching this film, and I just need to hold onto a vine, right. something that will pull me out of this cesspit of
0: horribleness, <laughs> of like just
1: not raunchy, uh, over the top, not funny hu- humor yeah. that that they thought was funny. They're literally like, there are scenes where Paulie Shore and Stephen Baldwin are laughing. You, you can tell they're coming out of character a little bit, like they're starting to kind of like deliver a line and kind of chuckle through that, and you're like, why are you laughing? Yeah, that that is not funny. Not
0: funny. Maybe it's fun to act, get to act like this. I guess I don't know. Anyway, um, very cool. I, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm going with a four. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Yeah, because I feel like it could have been it could have been worse from a standpoint of no name actors. Oh yeah. At least there were people in here. It was kind of unique to see uh, uh, Jack Black. Yeah. It was kind of unique to see Kyle Gas, uh, his musical partner from well, Tenacious Well, Cal- Kylie together. Minogue. She, Kylie Minogue being in it. She's big.
1: she's way bigger now. Rose McGowan. We yeah. said
0: that in their pre-show. She was in this as well. Um, and I, I do this give it before I do, *Charmed* because she's in *Charmed*. Yeah. That was kind of her. I don't want to say her big
1: break. I I give it, like, a quarter of a point just for being at least an original plot. Like, it's not a good setup for a movie, but at least they're doing something that no other movie has tried to do that I can think of. Um, So, I mean, there's a little bit of, um, you might say, uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie where he exists in this bubble? (laughs) Like, he doesn't know Truman Truman Show. Show. There's a little bit of Truman Show in it where, like, they're segregated from the rest of population in this movie. But man, Truman Show is incredible. And this is, like, just a piece of garbage.
0: Well, so got to love agree? it. Got to yeah. love it. Don't, don't watch it. Yeah. Um, but with that said, what, what have you been into lately, Phil?
1: Well, we were talk, kind of talking about this, uh, during the last break in between segment two and segment three, but, um, I am legit and I'm not saying this because I've been paid to do it. I haven't <laughs> like, I, I produced the show, but I would listen to it even if I, if I wasn't producing it. Uh, new music digest is one of the shows on the studio DNA network podcast network and um it's great i'm really having a lot of fun with it um they're doing it every other week now um mm-hmm. so not every week but um they uh, basically find uh new music for the most part stuff that's come out that week or that month and they talk over it like they just listen to it and as they're listening to it they're kind of oh i like that baseline or um the harmony is great there or i, I really like that beat um and uh, they, they, what's really unique about the show is it's not, you would think that they would be just one genre. And like, we're only going to review rock music or we're only going to, so they do everything. So they'll listen to country, they'll listen to rap, like hardcore rap. Um, they'll listen to some Christian stuff. So a lot of it's not not Christian stuff. It mm-hmm. uh, has to be clean is the only um, mantra for them. But um, it's really fun. I love Aaron and Danae's banter. They're so funny when they're talking about the songs. And I've gotten ideas for, uh, music for both myself and my wife to listen to just for watch listening to the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, a couple of Jessica's bands that she's really starting to get into. I, I never I literally, I promise you, I would never have known about this band. There, there are bands I've literally never heard of. I've never heard anyone voice mm-hmm. their name. And yet they're fantastic, yeah. and uh, so we've started to listen to some of them. So yeah, New Music Digest. If you look for it on iTunes, just type in those three words, and it'll pop up. That'll be the first search result, and it's uh, it's a really good show. Enjoy it.
0: Um, I love music, and I've all you know that I've always loved music, and I used to. And when I know when you were the same way when you were in high school. I don't know if you ever listened to the radio for new music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's for me has gone away somewhere. Yeah, I haven't done that in country 10 music. Can you can still bro. listen to, if you're into country folks. You can still listen to country radio and get that. In rock, it's like this. Rock music is this weird. Is this new? Is this not new? You have so many people that will play '90s and early 2000s music on the rock stations and not new music because I don't know what's really new. Right? There's new stuff out there, um, but it's weird because I feel like we maybe we need more podcasts like that yeah to maybe be the sounding voice of a a new you know music show um uh there used to be a radio show that was on um the local station and it was a syndicated show called it was called Concrete Corner and what it was was like hard hard rock songs that were new and they had new albums out and there would be you know bands like you know disturbed would come out with a new album and they would be on there or like I mean, but there'd be new, but there'd be, you know, established people, old, you know, old rock people that would have a new album. And like it, do, it did that. I just don't hear that as much anymore. And I don't mm-hmm. know if maybe it's just, no one wants to hear it. That doesn't drive ad revenue. That doesn't drive anyone to your station. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. country still does it because they still do a weekly top 50 countdown, 50, yeah. 50 countdown. That's and awesome. then yearly, they do a top 100 countdown. <laughs> and so it's like this, I don't know. Rick Dees used to do that in music. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. <laughs> he did that in music. Oh, zoink, shag. like Scoob. Casey Kasem was uh, shag. Anyway, there you go. Uh,
1: when I was, I grew up in California on the, the West Coast. Um, I really got into uh, a station. I believe it was called Q106. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Q106 was out of Sacramento. We lived about an hour south of Sacramento. And we would get that station barely, but we got it. And they had a great uh, Friday night uh, host. I think it was just a weekend host is what he was, but I, I only listened to him on Friday nights. But I would, I would tune into that show specific, specifically because it was the only time that Q106 would not play like the mainstream stuff. Like I, I would listen to all of the um, you know Bush, Counting Crows or whatever of the 90s, but he would only play songs that either no one had heard of or it wasn't getting a lot of play on the radio Or he would take requests, but it had to be non, like, it would have to be like, I'm not going to take, you know, no doubt as a request, like, you know, they're, they're huge or whatever. And so like he would play stuff. And I, and I remember discovering all kinds of great music because of that, that, because of that one show. Yeah. And like, I would listen to that station more on Friday night at home, like literally just sitting in front of my radio in my my bedroom. Yeah. Um, because I, I just, I loved him as a, as a personality too, like he was funny, um, because of that the the unique nature of it, so yeah, I, I mean, even if it's not music digest, I, I obviously we re, we're gonna recommend studio DNA shows, but um, that's the only one I listen to, and i I love it. so, yeah, definitely find a place to discover music because there's a lot of music being made today, and I would argue probably more than in his in history. Because it's so easy to make an album these days. Everyone with a computer and a mixer and a few instruments. You can do a decent job of making music that way. And a lot of it is really, really good.
0: Um, Real quick, before we finish out here, folks, I want uh, to offer this to you. Uh, Go to Amazon. Not Amazon. What am I saying? Go to iTunes. Rate, review us. Subscribe to our podcast. Also, when you rate and review and leave a comment, take a picture of that comment and email it to jack at the dot podcast.com i'll put you in a drawing for our monthly amazon gift card drawing just gonna put that out there gonna pay you to do some reviews
1: get paid to listen to this show you're getting paid a lot one
0: hundred six point seven. little 6.7 the hot mix anyway we'll feel good stuff yeah um good good episode i want to thank everybody for tuning in um yeah there it is peace